here's a story from The World. Environmentalists are focused on preserving nature, but there's another school of thought that says, let's go further. Let's set nature's clock back in time. The concept here is called rewilding. Advocates say it's a great way to help depleted ecosystems recover and create jobs in the process. The movement is growing fast in Europe. The world's Jerry Haddon takes us on a rewilding safari deep in the Iberian highlands of Spain. Like any good safari guide, Ricardo Almazan tops up his open-air jeep with gas before heading into the wild. It's late in the day and Almazan doesn't want to get stuck where he's taking us, miles up into the mountains of Albarracín. Up here, as the sun sinks over the forests, it's already getting cold. And with sounds like this coming from the woods... It's a little bit unnerving. These are oroks, or giant wild cows, calling to each other somewhere on the next ridge. The oroks, rewilded here a couple of years ago, are what we're hoping to see. Almathan herds our group, seven tourists and students, back into his jeep. He explains over an intercom how the oroks date back nearly 10,000 years and used to roam freely across Europe until humans hunted them to extinction. The last oryx was shot and killed in Poland, Almathan says, in 1627. So how can these wild bovine, called tauros in Spanish, be out here today? Tauros, at the end of the day, is like a somehow created breed. That's Lydia Valverde from Rewilding Spain, the NGO that started this program. Taking the genetic features from different breeds of cows that we know that are descendant of that wild, ancient cow. She says through crossbreeding cows with those ancient genes, scientists have managed to recover more than 90% of the aurochs DNA. So today we have aurochs 2.0. While it might seem dangerous to mess with any ecosystem like this, Valverde says they're not introducing an entirely new species. Almathan says the good thing about that is they behave just like their forebears. He stops the jeep again, leads us down a path through an overly dense grove of pines. Then suddenly the forest opens up. Look how many trees are knocked down over here, he says, pointing to hundreds of fallen scattered saplings on the pine needle floor. The oryx have done this, he says. They walk along and just smash them flat. And once the trees are on the ground, he says, the cows eat them, the wood and everything. That, he says, has allowed the sun to reach this forest floor for the first time in years. The light will let other plants grow, attracting insects, birds, and other grazers like deer. Biodiversity's in the house. What's not to like? Maybe being moo-bushed by giant horned cows themselves. Turns out the path we're on was made by the aurochs. A half dozen of them appear out of nowhere, Think of fighting bulls, just up to three times bigger. They stop right in front of us. It's hard to tell if they're bored or contemplating kebabbing us. Almathan says the aurochs are not dangerous, but he has us step aside just in case, then shoes them away. The biggest bull here has horns reaching seven feet above the ground, he says. It weighs 2,400 pounds. That makes the auroch Europe's largest herbivore. 
Rewilding Spain's Lydia Valverde says the beasts are not only making this forest healthier, they're also helping the local economy. This safari is proof. It's slowly attracting tourists to an area seldom visited. We try to uh, make a whole thing of rewilding. We wouldn't like to be considered as just as people that bring animals back, but as people that are working to make something useful for local communities in a landscape that is featured with a strong depopulation. Safari guide Almathan has been able to hire local farmer Paco Royola to help him keep the aurochs from straying too far. We run into Royola holding back some bovine with his long wooden staff. He exemplifies what rewilding Spain says is their win-win formula. He's getting a paycheck and he's witnessing firsthand how rewilding benefits the woods. Lightning struck a tree just over there the other day, Royola tells me. But it didn't start a fire because there was no undergrowth around the tree. The aurochs had eaten it all, he says. Without them, this would have all burned down. For The World, I'm Jerry Haddon, outside Albaracín, Spain.